It's not a bird, it's not a plane, it's Superhero Slate. It's a modern podcast where we talk about everything that's great. Like movies, TV, superheroes, it's Superhero Slate. Hello everyone and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news. We love TV, movies, and superheroes, so let's talk it all out. My name is Chris. And my name is Mike. And welcome to the official superhero slate review of Marvel's The Marvels. Yeah, you know what? <laughs> we're, we're like we're live streaming this. Yes. You know, it's 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 chilly here in the home here in Los Angeles, uh-huh. which is very odd because it gets very cool. It's chilly in for the you, evenings. like low eighties. Like, I'm kidding. well, I'm kidding. it gets very cool in the evenings this time of year, but it can still get really hot outside. Uh-huh. So it's literally in the eighties outside. And our air conditioner hasn't run even for a second the entire day. And uh-huh. it's like below 70 degrees yeah. in the home. It's like very, it's a very odd feeling. You know, you got the fall vibes running because Halloween's oh. over. Thanksgiving's on the way. Christmas so like, decorations just, are in full force. Everywhere yes, you go. I just feel like, you know, I could put on like a, like a big old blanket and just talk yeah. about the marvels, you yeah. know? I, that sounds great. I, I as, as we just talked, I've been gone all weekend. I drove... Um, about three and a half hour trip back. Uh, about fell asleep getting ready for the show, and then now I'm oh, here okay. ready for the shows. Because uh, we got two. We, have, we have, obviously we have a review here for uh, uh, the. Mar- I want to say Captain Marvel two. It's not Captain Marvel two. It's the Marvels, and mm-hmm. that uh, it's a disservice because the movie is larger than Captain Marvel. But like, it's just so easier to say Captain Marvel two for some reason because <laughs> yeah. when you try to explain this to normal people, and I'm going to talk about normal people later because <laughs> we episode, are we. We are we are not we are not normal. we are we are not the average uh, uh, people for this. Um, trying to say the Marvels, there uh, it's very confusing. So it is the Marvels. Um, we both saw it on Thursday night. Is that right? I just because mm-hmm. so, yep. uh, I went Thursday night, and then you you were much. I think I was out of mine by the time you were going into yours because I was giving you the the post credit scene rundown. Um, yes, beforehand. Um, just a heads up, as Chris told me, no spoilers yet, obviously, but there is only one post credit scene. Yeah, it's but more of a mid credits. Like, but then like who's this who's this PSA for? Like you're listening to this now. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess we'll get into the box office in a moment. So there is a high probability that you didn't yeah. go see this movie. Yeah. And maybe you just want to hear us talk about it and you don't care about spoilers. Yeah, it's, it's, it's very true. So there is one mid credit scene for this. Uh, if if you do go, uh, you can also buy uh, the Mar. It's not Captain Marvel. It's the Marvels themed <laughs> popcorn vessels, Mike. That I sent over to you because I picked one up. I didn't know they had one. It was very. It's actually a really really nice one. Um, yeah, I was. You sent me a picture. It's like that. Is it just like a three dimensional form of the crest that appears on her? Her. Um, it's it's a mixture of hers, um, Captain Rainbows, and Miss Marvels logos together, right, forming that bigger icon. Yeah. But yes, because I saw the I saw the popcorn bucket in its three dimensional state when you sent me a picture yeah. of it, and I was like, oh, is this like the MacGuffin of the movie? Is there no, like some sort yeah. of diamond crystal shard that they have to get? No, it's 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 their their logos, and it's a see through blue, and then it lights up on the bottom. Uh, so it's got a whole base. It actually sits like it's 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 fairly large. I we actually had to readjust our shelves. Like uh, we have the IKEA shelves, like those little things you put in to adjust mm-hmm. your shelves we had to raise it up one because it wouldn't fit on any of our shelves that we had <laughs> to space accommodate out. the popcorn yeah, bucket. yeah exactly well we we, we collect I mean, I, you know normally if it was just a regular bucket i probably wouldn't have got it but i i, I do want to say uh they they do like to go out on these vessels and i i'm very very thrilled with this one so that was that was nice Ooh, uh, i like I that you're we're calling it we're calling it vessels that's now. what they, that's what i said on my receipt i'm like that's kind of interesting <laughs> 
Like they're they're acknowledging it's not a popcorn bucket, and also kudos to the movie theaters for not, for not requiring you to put your popcorn that comes with it in the actual vessel. They're mm-hmm. like it comes with a large popcorn. Do you want it in that or on the side? I'm like I will take it on the side, please. Thank you very much. Yeah, uh, I, I have a I have a striking feeling that the volume is not equal to what you yeah. would have got. It's <laughs> gonna be a nightmare to clean these things, man. Like I can't imagine. Yes. Like yeah, like and they were like you know dripping butter in it, and you got to go into this little little hole that you can barely get your hand in to clean the butter out of it later i'm like oh and it's no way. like it's all angles too on yeah. the inside of that thing like there's no smooth like you gotta get like you gotta hopefully you have a partner with like tiny hands get in yeah. there and get all those crevices yeah maybe maybe there's something on amazon i can, I can put on my christmas wish list mm-hmm. you know and uh, there's all there's everything. always something on amazon it's that true. is the the gift and the curse of having access to two-day of, shipping of, of everything online all at once uh, so I, I, I don't know how to break this down, Mike. So I think, I think the, the first thing we can get into is the, the box office, the numbers, mm-hmm. if you will, which I actually have the dash numbers pulled up for this mm-hmm. just to confirm, uh, domestically it is, uh, coming in, uh, very, very low at 47 million, uh, this weekend. Yeah. I think depending on how you do your charts and do the math, this is the worst opening weekend domestically for a marvel movie or is it second i, I feel like i've heard it i think either it's way like it might it's second or third i think the hulk the incredible hulk and the first ant-man have come up in those conversations yes which i at. like and i know when historically when people do numbers comparisons like just in hollywood it's kind of just more about the image and just like the fun of tracking the news but like if you really dug into like the inflation numbers, mm. it, it would easily be like last place, right? Yeah, right. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. Because I mean, obviously, inflation is not slowing down, Mike. So thank you yeah. for reminding us of the <laughs> horrors outside our front doors. Yeah, uh, and I mean, I don't know what your movie theater looked like because I know we are in totally different media markets. But I was out here at a movie theater in Los Angeles on opening night on a Thursday, seven fifty p.m. Like mm-hmm. prime movie time. Like if I was seeing an Avengers movie for sure, which it's been a little while since we've had one. Yeah. Unf- unfa- unfa- sure. Unfair, unfair comparison, but go on. Yes. Uh, <laughs> obviously unfair comparison. <laughs> uh, but even if you compare it to the first Captain Marvel, like that movie, well, uh, I believe no, opened seventh opening week. That's a, that's a number. That's another billion dollar franchise. A little unfair. Yes. I, I'd say like for this year, I'm doing, I'm doing Ant-Man quantum mania for comparisons, I think, because okay. I, I, to me, just looking at everything, you know, Ant-Man comes with it, but it was like, I feel it's comparable. Like, how did your Ant-Man theater look like compared to this? Do you remember? Uh, my Ant-Man theater had more. Uh, yeah. But another anecdotal evidence was I forgot about getting my tickets for the mm-hmm. Marvels. And I was just probably in the bathroom scrolling on TikTok, probably shooting you text messages as well. Sorry to to pierce the veil for you there, Chris, of where some of these I know I know where these originate. are coming from. You don't have to. I already <laughs> but know. I was just like. Oh, I didn't get my Captain Marvel tickets, and I was I was late to the yeah. poll on it. And I open up the seat map, and I'm like, "Ooh, this so, is not looking good." I thought it was going to be a tough and, select seat selection for and, me on this one. And there's always going to be a, a big asterisk on this, right? Because the actor strike, which is tentatively over as of this week, has mm. prohibited most of any marketing other than using uh, the cat goose, right? Uh, even the, what the big orb in Vegas has goose because they could not get any actors to film anything or do anything promotional for this movie for the past, how long? Six months, almost mm-hmm. five, six months. So, you know, there will always be this big asterisk, you know, is, was marketing shorted? How much of that I've, I've read up these reports of 25, 30% of ticket sales, um, you know, are 
can be attributed back to marketing with the, with the actors, like you know, press junkets, reminders, getting the people in front of um, you know, like news stations, right? Your morning news channels, whatever, whatever they do, late mm-hmm. night news channel, whatever you're watching, none of these actors could get on it, could do anything to market this movie. So where we were left with, I mean, even a, a last minute trailer this week that I told you, I don't know if you ever got a chance to go back and watch that one, Mm-mm. which I felt was actually probably the best trailer. And they probably should have led with that a little more, um, yeah, more of a, more of a hype filled trailer. I mean, yeah. I, I feel like, uh, weirdly, I don't usually do this, but I'm going to put a little faith in humanity here and say what is happening here is not the vocal minority that we mm-hmm. heard about the first time the Marvels came around because obviously it didn't make a difference. That was a billion dollar yeah. film worldwide once it finished wrapping up. I It seems like the way this one's starting, it might not get there i mean oh no i, I mean i'm no no i no. mean i'm just i'm just doing basic math <laughs> yeah. here they, they you almost always get the lion's share of your your money in that first opening weekend right i think honestly and this is like a bigger conversation that we've kind of just been touching on in our weekly news episodes so hint hint wink wink you should be subscribed and listening every week so as we dive deeper into this is i just think that as of right now, like Marvel just does not have a unique selling proposition, right? Mm-hmm. When we were building up to things like Infinity War and Endgame, it, it was like the first time for all of these things, right? The first, even when you got Age of Ultron, Age of Ultron, it was the first Avengers sequel, right? And you're building to something grander and grander. And now that Endgame is over, we have just not been served anything that is as compelling as I would say, like Thanos. If you have to have like a, a well, you, person, there's been no right? culmination, so, right? Like, yeah, so, like, and, and and even though Marvel was like, or, or Disney, whoever told them, was like, you you need to save your Avengers movies. Obviously, that's not worked out. Like, like, yeah, like, like saving the culmination is is not getting the returns now that you need to that you thought it would pay off later. Yeah, and there's just yeah. there's just no there's just no dr- I, there's no drive so to get I, to the theater. I will tell you uh, normally uh, my my wife has a coworker who we always invite to. The, she loves the Marvel stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Um, her husband does not care for it, and she's got two girls, so she'll she'll take those opportunities to come out with these movies with us. She watched mm-hmm. Guardians with us. I believe she watched Ant Man. Um, we asked her, and she um, said she was not going to go to this one. And I was like, uh, she's like, but keep me in mind for for Deadpool. I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. may I ask why? And um, she's like, to be completely honest, it is the holiday season and money is tighter. So she's like, they're like, we are saving more for the holidays than spending, um, you know, and we know it's just her, but like, you know, than spending extraneous money right now in the economy. Mm-hmm. She's like, uh, you know, not to, again, point at inflation and, you know, the cost of living and all these other, you know, crises, but she's like, you know, uh, she, she was pretty much like she was like it's the holiday season and you know we are cutting back on extra expenditures for the holidays. Kind no, of thing. I think that's I think that's fair too. And even in an environment where all of that stuff still exists, that just means your piece of entertainment has to be even more competitive and yeah. even more compelling. It has to have that X factor because that's what all of these Marvel movies require, right? A big big return at the box office because they're big investment films. They put a lot of money into these. Mm-hmm. So all of the movies previously, well, most of the money previously had had like, like I was saying that unique X factor that's really driving you like what's going to be the, the end credit scene on this one that gets, yeah. you know, my senses tingling. What's going to be like the big surprise, like, you know, in the first act of the film, you know, what's going to be this compelling villain that we've never seen before on the screen. Like, Oh my God, like I've never seen like, you know, 
a live action, um, uh, like I'm trying to think of back, like I've never seen winter soldier properly on yeah. screen before. That, that's crazy. Oh wow. Red skull. Like now we're, if you're like adapting these lesser known characters, like this kind of goes to the fact that like, obviously when they pivot and transition to things like fantastic four or X-Men, you know, those are going to be a little bit easier to win over, yeah. right? Well, um, yeah, they've got they've got history. They got to establish things. I yeah, will, I will exactly. say. So, I was going to say the other part of this was I, I met up with another friend today who's got a kid. Maybe he's like 10, 10 years old, maybe eleven. Or, you know, recently mm-hmm. he's very excited to go to this um, kind of thing. He was going to go, and then I, I met and talked to him, and you know, his the, my friend, his dad was like, I'm, yeah, I'm not really feeling today. I don't normally leave the house on Sundays. He travels for work throughout the week. Um, he's like, I, you know, it'll probably be on Disney plus pretty soon. Right. I'm like, that's a fair thing. Everyone has been trained to accept or expect things to be on Disney plus now Uh in like within a month. Right. Or so. Yeah. Because he he was going to go to, they were like out of town. It was like an hour, hour and a half away from Mm -hmm. his home and they were going to go to the theater. Cause, and then that, that was his response. I'm like, I never really thought what other people just just don't know when things come to Disney plus anymore. Yeah. And normally I think sometimes people wouldn't dare wait that long and yeah. to miss like the next big reveal or the next big thing. So I think that's part of it and, too. Like we're just obviously in a totally different media climate. Yeah. than We were just a couple of and, years. And ago. I would say Captain Marvel one, uh, you know, obviously was set in the nineties. It wasn't going to really reveal anything either. Um, kind of going forward. Guardians had, but, had some. Correct know, me if I'm, it. correct me if I'm wrong. Wasn't um, Captain Marvel the 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 movie just before Infinity War, uh, or was it the one in between? Infinity there was one. War it was it was there was one of two in between that and Ant Man. Uh, Ant Man two were in between, so they were had the um, benefit of writing the, yeah, the rave between two mm-hmm. Avengers movies, um, and obviously you know uh, both of both of those movies did not do very well this year. Uh, yeah, at, at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, I think the the most important thing to note right now is we've been talking about like basically butts and seats in the box office expectation yeah. and just Marvel in general, but we haven't even brought up once like the quality of the yeah. movie, uh, whether we liked it or not. So I think that goes to say something that uh, it doesn't even necessarily matter at this point in time how great are poor any particular Marvel movie is, is you have to solve all of these other problems yeah. first and the, then make a, then make the movie, uh, you yeah. know, right. Well, you, so yeah. It, yeah. <laughs> you, you make, you make a movie as good or as bad as you want. And then, you know, you can, you can accidentally get, you know, mm. again, butts and seats if it's bad. Um, right. Or, or word of mouth uh, and make it good. But like, yeah, like there are, I mean, not saying quality overall this year. This year has been an ebb and flow of quality, right, Mike? Um, mm-hmm. If we look at just movies, uh, Gar- the last movie Marvel had, great movie. Uh, you know, 800 and something million dollars, you know, uh, obviously um, on, on point with Guardians 3. Uh, if you look at shows, we went from, we only have what, Secret Invasion and Loki, I believe, this year. Um, if, if my math is right. And Secret Invasion. Mm-hmm. Boy, what a kick in the nuts that was. Uh, and then Loki finished. We'll talk on our main uh, show about Loki in that. But, you know, as we've mentioned on the show, kind of firing on all cylinders, right? Yeah. Uh, when when, when it launched. Um, not, yeah. So um, we, we're in an ebb and flow of, of, of content and quality. And, and um, it's very interesting, right? A lot, a lot yeah. of different things going on. Yeah. So speaking of ebb and flow, Chris, mm-hmm. uh, would we like to throw up the spoiler warning tag? And flow us do, into our. Do we reviews. want to? Do we do we want to give just a, a quick um, recommend, not recommend before we go into this and discuss it? So people who may have 
maybe don't want spoilers want to know if we liked it or not before we get in there oh yeah that's right no <laughs> take down the spoiler there's like, no spoiler no, warning we're not yet. spoiling yeah. anything yet yeah, we we're, it's, it's, we're just, get- <laughs> it's just a weird way to talk about this movie because it is being affected by a lot of things and and not necessarily you know um what we're gonna talk let about me, the quality so go let ahead. me pick up my uh my flurkin let me shoot its tentacles at the spoiler light, which I put up way too soon. And he's, a, he's antsy. He wants to talk about this movie yes. so bad, guys. <laughs> um, so you want you want to go ahead first? You want me to go first? How how are you feeling here today? What's... You know, I'll go ahead and, and jump into it. You okay. know, I went in with uh, pretty low expectations, not necessarily because it was Captain Marvel, even though I wasn't. I wouldn't say I was particularly compelled by her first film. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also just the current state of Marvel, and we'll talk about that more, I think, in our weekly news episode because they got some delays coming up on the slate uh, that I'd like to chat about. So I went in with low expectations, which I think helped overall. I was able to just kind of like put my guard down, chill, lay back, and then just enjoy what I thought was a pretty pleasant movie. I don't think this is necessarily going to blow away like Marvel tier lists, you know? Yeah. I don't think this is going to really upset like the March Madness of the MCU. Uh, but I feel like this sits pretty um, pretty in the middle of all of the Marvel movies I've seen, which is a pretty decent place to that's, be overall. Out, out of like 35 movies, that's not too bad. Yeah. yeah, that's not too bad. I mean, I thought the jokes were pretty solid, you know? Uh, I think Sometimes people tire of the Marvel humor, but I think when it's working, I'm having a good time. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm looking forward to as well. Um, I thought the it's weird. Like usually, I'm not much of a special effects snob, but I feel like since special effects have been under the microscope for Marvel over the last couple films, I thought everything looked pretty good, mm-hmm. which is great. I didn't see anything like glaring I, that standed out that somebody's going to screenshot and then go rant yeah, on Twitter I, I, about. You know, I've got an asterisk <laughs> for that, right? Um, because also, remember we talked about how they this used to be where Ant Man was this year, and Ant Man was mm-hmm. here, and they swapped them, and then that because all the VFX stuff now that the union but obviously they took that time to heart to, to finish this right so. yeah who knows yeah it could have been it could have been flopped maybe yeah. ant-man could have looked pretty and this one could have been a yeah. little a little odd but yeah i had a good time it was really 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 nice i have to say to see kamala khan again mm-hmm. uh i'm in i'm in i'm in i'm in i was trying to get yes, that right and I absolutely it up. but uh she is just absolutely a pleasant uh, a pleasant source and a scene stealer. I love her so much. Like after uh, watching uh, Loki and just having adoration for just what they're doing with the TVA and just loving Kamala Khan as a character. Like these are the things I'm really leaning into at Marvel right now because mm-hmm. I'm loving them so much. So having her part of this trio, I just thought was really, really sweet. There's like these awesome, just kind of like friendships that build between like this teenager and these adults. And there's, um, you know, there's, is there's just a lot of, there's just a lot of nice feeling. It was just weird. Like mm-hmm. I wasn't expecting to feel like, so like, um, so, like emotionally mm-hmm. supported while I was watching this movie. Now I think there would be some uh, ne'er do wells out there in the world that might say like this is like you know uh, pandering girl power, and that's absolutely not the case. Like that just does not come up in any in any aspect of the way. And uh, I also just finished watching that new uh, South Park uh, Panderverse special. Mm-hmm. That's on Paramount Plus. That actually is really, really funny. And of course, Trey Parker and Matt Stone attack the kind of subject from a very unique angle. Um, and I don't feel like any of that 
you know, any kind of like that toxic stuff really showed up in this movie at all. It was just good character moments. There's a lot of fun adventures. We go to different locations. Um, the uh, the swapping of locations, which we get to see in the trailer, was kind of a unique storytelling device. Uh, I would say it gets a little complicated and parts of the rules of how these things work don't make a lot of sense to me at times, but at least it kind of keeps the story going full steam ahead. You know, if you have characters moving locations constantly across the galaxy or across the room, you know, mm -hmm. you're forced to move and progress the plot forward. So yeah, overall I was pleasantly surprised, you know, I wasn't knocked you know, off my feet, right? But I certainly wasn't expecting uh, a low box office performance like we got. So I think that's where a lot of the incongruency is going to be. So hopefully we don't see a lot of Hollywood, you know, hit pieces that are just like, oh, this is like superhero like fatigue or nobody likes Captain Marvel or anything like that. It was a, it, this is a good, this is a good movie. And I'm happy to say that this was, this was good. Chris, I want to know what you think. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I would. I would say we're probably going to be pretty on par with this throughout the, the review episode. Uh, I, I had a great time. I should say, Mike, to me, the, the, very early on, I, I felt the the brevity of this. Like I'm like, oh, this is moving. Uh -huh. There's no there's no lingering. There's no meandering, right? Because um, it, it runs at a brisk hour forty five. One of the shortest Marvel movies as well. So it, it's very quick and and instantly like with I think um, the op there's an opening scene that kind of sets up the MacGuffin, but it's not like a new MacGuffin, right? Uh, you know, we'll talk mm -hmm. about that in spoilers. But I was like, this feels like I just picked up a comic book and they're literally bringing it to life. Like mm -hmm. you're getting a couple panels of what's going on, who the villains are, who the who the characters are. Oh, we get a crossover in this this issue of the book. Um, they're going to some cool places, and then you know um, they they kind of resolve it. So to me. This was like the mo one of the bigger like hey a comic book brought to life kind of story and visuals, um, and I, I think it owes it to that you know briskness the 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 quickness of, of the episode or not episode the, the the show and I would say and you know I agree with you the the actors um, Brie Larson Tiona Paris Ivan Villani like they really came together and like they really played off of each other right you had three mm. different people um, the characters had different interactions with each other right you have obviously uh carol and uh rambo's uh history right from the first captain marvel movie and then you have um captain marvel miss marvel and miss marvel being a fangirl like right uh, fangirling the entire time but what i really appreciated about that this one compared to uh, i would say spider-man right you know you have spider-man and, and tony stark in this is that captain marvel did not um carol did not like push away you know, Miss Marvel, like she, like, I acknowledge it. Yes, you like me, but, you know, we're also here doing a job kind of thing. So, like, work with me rather than, like, hey, I'm just going to, like, you're not, you're, you're not good enough for the suit. You're not good enough for the powers or the name kind of deal. Right. So, I really appreciated that everyone was very supportive of each other in this movie rather than having, like, a dour, like, uh, we're internal arguing kind of the whole way mm -hmm. through there. And, and that kind of built on it. Um, there are, you know, some, some, again, interesting scenes. I, I, obviously there are some cat moments in here and as a cat owner, I love <laughs> the cat moments, Mike. I thought they were hilarious. Um, and we'll, we'll talk about, you know, some of those later and, um, yeah, yeah, overall, you know, probably I would say not the strongest villain, but, um, it, 
I see the similarity between her and Ronan, who is essentially her predecessor in the MCU, mm-hmm. right? Uh, both were our, our Kree leaders with the hammer. I wish um, they just had a little bit more. But I understand the... Uh, compared to Ronan, I actually understand uh, Darbin's motives and what she's trying to do. Um, mm. Even if it is a little much like the plot of Spaceballs a little bit from what I've heard. <laughs> uh, so uh, overall, I had a really good time. Again, I I think, you know, it's not the best thing. I put it like a B, right? This is a really solid movie, really solid mm. actors, really solid effects. Um, and just, you know, it's got good moments. It's got serious moments. And uh, yeah, I, I think honestly, like I said, the, the quickness, the shortness of it really was like, oh man, this feels like a really good, like a really good, really good, you know, I guess episode in the MCU. If you look at the MCU as a TV series, if you will, um, I, I and I do think the other thing I will say, if you've not seen Miss Marvel and if you've not seen WandaVision, uh, those would help understand these characters a little bit more, right? Miss Marvel and uh, Captain Rambo, but uh, they do a pretty good, quick job getting people up to speed in the movie. Like, hey, here's what they can yeah. do, uh, and here's their relationships with each other. Let's go. Yeah, they do a couple like literal flashbacks to uh, footage from the marvel from captain marvel i don't believe i remember seeing anything from um miss marvel no they did not in there at all but i did watch a uh, youtube recap like i love to do before i go to the theaters of everything you need to remember before you go see the marvels and that was really really helpful because it kind of helped bring me back to you know just some of the uh little tits tidbits of information like i had totally forgotten about the whole like um AI ruler of her home uh, planet. Yeah, yeah, the supreme uh, intelligence. Yeah, I I had totally forgotten about which, that. So which was re- <laughs> the the visual was retconned in this to be more comic book uh, accurate, which was cool. So um, oh yeah, the, yeah. Well, we'll talk about that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Later, so yeah, I, okay. I, I, you know, I think we both agree. Um, pleasantly surprised. Not the best thing in the world. Yeah. My, it's. I would say it's better than Ant Man this year. I, I I enjoy this more than Ant Man. Yeah, there's uh, more there's there's more heart and story in this film than Ant-Man. Ant-Man just kind of felt like uh just a just like a long-running joke throughout the film yeah. that they tried to hang a story it, on. The, qua- um, the so I think and I would say even the, the the locations in this movie felt very unique and and stand out so they had you know unique things kind of like a Star Wars planet does. Mm-hmm. Quantumania was just a big red blob. Like it's visual, even like I wouldn't say effects good or bad, but it had nothing to make that movie stand out visually Mm -hmm. that I could, I can even remember. Can you? Yeah, exactly. Uh, And I would also say, and I would also say um, Thor love, uh, Thor love and thunder is a um, better than that because I think that movie had, didn't have enough focus on what it was trying to do. Um, mm-hmm. despite it, you know, it's, it's got a pretty good story. The hammer following him and talk and, you know, being jealous was really weird in that one. So I think this is, you know, an improvement over even, you know, the Thor love and thunder. So I think, you know, second best Marvel movie this year. Yeah. yeah. So this is our, basically, um, our recommendation of yeah. go check this out. You know, if you're one of those families that does like, uh, Thanksgiving weekend, Black Friday movie watching type of thing. I think mm-hmm. this would be this would be fun. You know, you might have to like you know onboard some of the relatives, like Chris, like you were saying, if you're yeah. not too familiar. But um, I'd love to jump into spoilers. Yeah, so we can kind I want to put the, I wanna put the, the, the spoiler time code here. So if you have passed our time code, you're now in spoiler territory, and we um, cannot save you from this. However, I feel I've seen mm-hmm. a lot of articles just calling out several things in here, including the in credit scene. Uh, like mm-hmm. already something, yeah. but we don't, I don't want to talk about that right away. I don't want the movie to be about the in credit scene, Mike. It should be 
more about the movie, but we will get to the end credit scene. So go on. What were you want to? What, what do you want to spoil, Mike? What do you want to? Yeah, I mean, let's just dive in. I mean, my favorite single part about this movie is uh, Kamala Khan, and I yes. just love her involvement in it. I think this is one of the few times where I feel like we've seen a Disney Plus show do what it really wanted to do for her characters: is set them up, get them going, so when they're included in one of these films, you can really hit the ground running. We didn't really have to establish like the rule sets and powers for Kamala Khan, her whole family Mm -hmm. dynamic. It was just there and ready to go. Uh, I love, I forgot how much I loved her family and her mom is is like too good at that role. I'm like, (laughs) Oh, you're so good at that role. Yeah. So when she like, when Kamala just like starts nerding out, like when she starts changing places and finally makes it back to her house and she was just like, wait, Captain Marvel was here in my house. Like I was like, yeah. oh, this is like so much fun. I love and, this. And what's good about that is also they use the scene from the end of the Marvel or uh, Miss Marvel, right? They actually integrated it into the movie where she zaps into her closet a little bit. Oh, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. so mm-hmm. you know, um, they had some scenes before that, but that was nice to to actually have that compared to WandaVision. I would say WandaVision is the other show that tried to pay off a character, but mm-hmm. you know, making her the villain didn't really, wasn't really that character we saw in WandaVision. So yeah, um, I absolutely agree. I, I think Miss Marvel was, it was a great um, thing to this. And also confirming that uh, her powers are not bangle related in this movie. Uh, she just wears the bangle. They activated her mute mutant gene or if you will, um, because she used the powers without the bangle at the end of the movie. Yeah, which it's this this is all still confusing for me and mm-hmm. maybe we can um broach it here uh in the spoilers at some point yeah. uh but outside of the character of kamala i also just was really happy to see some actual character development yeah. added to captain marvel yeah like she had amnesia for almost the entirety of her film uh, she was essentially like a tank cameo in the other uh, Avengers movies that mm-hmm. she popped up in. So she had no character at all, it, which was also very strange because you have this, uh, you have Kamala Khan who's in love with her. And I was like, oh, well, Kamala knows as much of Captain Marvel as the audience does as just like some superhero on a screen. Like nobody knows anything about her personality yeah. yet. And I would also say that the that you mentioned the power swapping. You know, the power swapping was a great way to nerf her being the strongest like right being able to just blast things because anytime yeah. two of them use their powers she was teleported somewhere else either on a different planet mm-hmm. or swapped to where you know it could like do more bad than good in that situation mm-hmm. so the, the 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 power entanglement um actually worked in that favor to, to kind of keep her yeah down a little bit and she just didn't go through and just blow everything up on her own in one go yeah and I liked how they at least attempted to, okay, we're going to have Captain Marvel. She's going to have one of the strongest power sets in the entire Marvel Universe at this current moment. So what is the ramifications of that? It's just like that she can single-handedly kind of take down a whole planet. Now, yeah. that the whole scheme of it, like, I got it a little bit, right? I totally get how somebody coming in and destabilizing your government could cause a civil war. That mm-hmm. wasn't beyond me, right? Yep. But then also they added on like the natural resources going away. So it's like, okay, I guess I could imagine a civil war. Like they said the civil war like made the um it like yep. it made the sky like the air unbreathable. Okay, I could also see them that 
maybe affecting the water too. But I was like, but how did the sun go out? Like, how does Captain Marvel flying in and destroying a computer, like, destroy your sun? It just seemed very coincidental that all of these things were happening at the same time to this planet where it felt like you didn't need all of these things happening. Like, like I, I wish there was more of an explanation of why well, the sun had to go out so this, besides her just having to reignite it. Well, the, the, the Civil War, they attacked this. They attacked their own sun. That's what it was. Like, causing the drought, like, back in, like, you know, the what is it, the, 90, uh, the 90s is when this happened. Because the yeah. point where she destroyed the, the Supreme Intelligence was literally right immediately after her movie, right? Because she had on the helmet and the, the stuff. So yeah. it's been, and I think she said 30 years. So it's been 30 years. So I think the Civil War, and I think they might have even mentioned it, the Civil War, they, they took out their own son. Like, they were trying to hurt each other because the Kree are a war-focused race of people. Uh, yeah. So, so, I mean, I would I would have, I think this is one of the few times where maybe show don't yeah. tell would have been really helpful of like how like how are you messing up the sun like that is like a big yeah. thing that every person in the audience understands the power and sheer scale of a sun so yeah. like if you're gonna like say it's not working like maybe try a little bit harder and, to well, let us know why and i will say one of the, i'm just gonna go ahead and bring one of the negative things about this despite the fact it's an hour 45 it feels like either Kevin Feige or another producer or the higher ups, the the board, of, the people who make the decisions there, were like chop a lot of this stuff out because I feel like there's stuff missing in some of these scenes, um, and that's probably one of them. Yeah, there was. I I wish I would have to watch it for a second time to remember yeah. it, but near in the first act of the film, I think maybe when they were all switching places. There was like an odd moment where like Kamala was just suddenly there, and I'm not saying like she just like she she warped in like it was just like wait but you weren't there and we didn't see the swap so it was very it was very discombobulated yeah, so, like, yeah there, there there could have been a weird cut for sure because i i felt it probably more um during the singing planet scenes um because mm. you know um i think a lot of people are gonna get hung up on this on the internet the the, the singing planet scenes i thought it was mm. really fun and like interesting to do something where like they have to their language is singing and, and you know they don't know anything else uh, mm. unless you're you're bilingual, which I thought was really funny. But like, I, the only Carol and the the other dude did that. Um, whatever her husband's name was in that on that planet. But like, I I feel like there was a scene where Kamala and Monica had to do it as well. Um, right where everyone had to sing and they never really got did it. Like it was just kind of gone. Like it felt like it was yeah. setting that up and then they just didn't do it because they had to literally get to the next scene where Darben arrived. Yeah, I feel like the singing planet is a really good example of compare and contrast with Thor, Love and Thunder. I feel like with Thor, Love and Thunder, a singing planet would have worked like they show up, it's a gimmick for like two seconds, and then they're out of it. But I, I, it weirdly kind of felt supportive to the story going on of like, oh, I like to imagine that Captain Marvel has just been out there for 30 years, just going around, having different adventures. She, you know, mm -hmm. she's she's like, um, she's caring enough to where she would want to help this planet by doing like an arranged marriage, even though she doesn't really have to be there. Like, it just kind of like lightened her up a little bit. It yeah. just made her feel like less militant overall, which is it, kind of all she was in her previous appearances. It gave her the princess vibe, right? Especially with like the plate that they kept showing with her, her marriage, the portrait yeah. on and stuff like that and, and even though she's not the, the obviously the princess type they gave uh -huh. her like you know oh you're you're fish out of water on this planet yeah. like you don't you you don't want to sing you don't want to you know you don't want to be the lovey-dovey person but you you did it because you wanted to help them at the yeah. end of the day and and i i understand what they were going for 
where the villain was targeting, I guess, locations or planets that Captain Marvel had a relationship with. But it felt like a little kind of like hat on a hat. Like, you know, if you're really trying to like save your 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 planet and mm-hmm. your society and the people that you rule over, I feel like you just you be indiscriminate about where you're stealing your yeah. air and water and sun from. Like, you know, don't don't try to get the the strongest hero in the galaxy wrapped up in your yeah. scheme, right? So like I get what? it. It's it's an interesting way to pull in your hero, but Tactically, I'm just like, there's got to be a lot of other planets, you know, with water well, and air that you yeah. could easily have stolen from, you know? Yeah, well, I'd even done it to prove it worked first, probably, uh, before I just kind of guessed, hey, is this going to work kind of deal? Because, like, they got the one bangle and they're like, well, we don't, ha- we need both to make it work. And she's like, the hell with it, I'm going to try it. Uh, so I absolutely, but also, you know, this is something, there's a cameo in this with um, Valkyrie momentarily, which is nice. Because uh-huh. Marvel has something against refugees in all of their properties like no matter <laughs> yeah, what you're does, looking at they love keep to, popping up yeah they they love to 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 attack and kill and 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 make refugees the bad people and no matter what you're you're watching um but like you know we have or that or they or they're making the rep it seems like they'll make the refugees whatever they need to be for the story because yeah. i would say they're just as equally like just like cannon fodder for the villain yeah. depending on like what story you're in yeah yeah right you know i think captain america you got this you got everything else kind of going on uh quantum mania had quantum refugees right like they're yes. fucking, <laughs> they're killing refugees all over the place but um the point of it is like you know this is in space with the war points obviously are you drawing the attention of the Guardian? I know this is – after buying the timeline book, I think this is set in 2025. So are you drawing the attention of the Guardians of the Galaxy, who I would have wanted to see more than I would have wanted to see Tessa Thompson's Asgard person? Or oh, like, I mean – Or having literally a... Thor, like Thor proper show up because he's out in the world or out in the universe. That is a really thing. good point. I mean, and also, so I think those are the – so I think the overall story – between the characters and their struggles are really effective in this movie. Yeah. But I, I think all of the trappings around them are kind of what pull their narrative down a little bit because you do start talking about these things uh, where, you know, it makes me think back to um, secret invasion of just like, okay, we've seen the galaxy and just also if you're just even know a little bit about astronomy right there's Mm. there's planets all over the place in any galaxy it's like not limitless but like it's a lot like i mean way more than anyone can count in a lifetime right Right. yeah so sometimes it is hard to believe like is it really not a planet that really anyone can go to like and the the little area that they go to when in the I think the first act when they're trying to do that peace treaty that goes wrong yeah, yeah. like it, it, we only really kind of see like a part of a city I I suppose they could have occupied more of the well, planet well I don't we, I don't we think they were see it that, I think that was well, just like a, a splinter cell of, of scrolls yeah. that they were able to like hey we have a, a little setup on this planet because yeah but whatever. I was like what is that like a couple like thousand couple like thousand curry or um, scrolls. scrolls like yeah. I feel like you could like pick them up and just like take them to like an intergalactic hotel somewhere yeah. you know it just seems like space is not the well, issue well, but if- <laughs> yeah and they're like we have nowhere to go i'm like well i you probably have other places to go i you, this didn't seem like it was a very well thought out place to be uh yeah so it, like you found a valley like maybe the movie prometheus was filming like two valleys over it kind of looked like so <laughs> yeah it does just kind of feel like oh if we could just get like 
you know, uh, Some give, uh, give a writer maybe a little bit more uh, time and, you know, and they could have compassion. They, they could tell like maybe a, a better story with the kind of refugee angle. They probably could have. It, it, it might be even be filmed. Mike. it could have been one of the cut things too. Right. Cause literally I like it's like a comic book. Comic books don't really give you a lot of reason, but like it just jumps into it. Right. It's like, boom, mm-hmm. like you're, you're getting into it. We're not exploring those, that scroll encampment or whatever the the refugee place it literally just starts with the the meeting between Darbin and the leader and then everybody mm-hmm. shows up so I, I appreciate the brevity of it right I don't need to go see it but like it still was uh, that was a really good moment for Miss Marvel to see like being a superhero is not always about saving everybody at the end of the day um, mm-hmm. and I, I thought that was a very poignant uh, lesson for her and, yeah. and using captain marvel and like hey yeah. save who we can and then she's like you're you you're, she's like you weren't wrong but we had to do what we had to do kind of yeah. deal so and also like it led to one of those like sweeter moments where it's just like oh i'm sorry the way i talked to you back there mm-hmm. it's just like oh that is actually like really nice like that is like kind of how you foster a relationship between you know people that are just trying to make a connection of just like well yeah that was like a really tough situation but like now that yeah. you're on the other side of it like yeah apologies all around it was tough you know yeah. i was like oh this is nice it's just like yeah. feels like you know uh it's like, like the, uh, the conversation the... points like actually pay off where like, instead of like yeah hey we have an entire movie because we didn't talk about it instead yeah. of so yeah but I, I feel like i i don't know exactly um if i want to lump this into like the technical trappings of this but there's four things that i feel like really overcomplicated the movie overall which means he's not counting folks he is not counting but there are <laughs> I four. have four, I have four fingers so first of all the um, the the switching the switching might have been the most effective of the things but as I said there were moments where I didn't quite understand it at first I thought it was whenever they used their powers but then they would switch and then they would use their powers effectively for like a couple punches or a couple blasts and then I thought like oh is it just when they use their right hand mm-hmm. because I thought there was like a gesture like a very no, clear right. gesture in one scene where they're looking at the right hand yep. but then it just kind of felt like oh it was just if they used maybe if they went turbo power to hard um no, they, because they never really clearly said and yeah, then they do they, e- e- they, even if it is the right hand which okay that's fine i don't understand no specifically they, why it's they the right literally hand. said if you use our powers at the same time that that's what causes the swaps they, that, oh. that, that's the whole montage because when they hold up the right hand like if if two of us or three of us use our powers at the exact same time that causes a swap between them and that was a training montage in the ship where they were all using their I, powers at the same I, time I, I did like the training montage yeah. uh, I still enjoyed it either way but even during yeah. the training montage I was not entirely yeah, sure they, they said that the they, they were like because at first they were like we're going to test it and they're like okay it happens when we use our powers at the same time. But if you use it and you continue to use your power, like it doesn't swap if it's mm-hmm. already on, like a, like a light switch is. If it turns mm-hmm. it on, you can keep using it. But that's why um, the switching happened if they use them at the exact same time. And that's why gotcha. they were like, that's why at them, um, I believe on, I, I don't know the planet's name, the singing planet. Um, mm-hmm. They were like, Miss Marvel, don't use your powers. You know, the two you know, military people are going to do it real fast. So just stay here mm-hmm. and use, use your new fighting sash instead. Um, gotcha. Which but, is that? Is that sash like comic book accurate? She, it felt like a reference. She does have a sash in there. Um, I don't. I don't know if it's a fighting sash, but she does have a big sash in the comic book. Yes. Yeah. So um, I think that leads me into my. Okay, cleared my, up my one. Three thing. left. Let's go. Three one. So the second one is uh, there's like the technical breakdown where uh, 
uh, is it Captain or General Rambo? I want to get it right because Cap- she was very she's particular Captain, about I'm pretty it. sure it's Captain Rambo. Captain Rambo was just like Lieutenant Trouble. We're all we're all entangled because we all have light based powers. I was like, okay, wait a minute. Uh, when uh, I this is I'm not necessarily saying this is like retconning, but this is just like we need these three characters to have a common denominator. So let's just say they're light powers because I don't think I would look at Captain Marvel and say her powers are light. That, that would, I would be, say yeah. her powers are from the Tesseract, and that has nothing to do with light, in my opinion. Yeah. So they've not really touched on that. I, I just don't think she's had enough screen time to touch on her powers, right? Since like you know she really just just didn't touch on it in her movie, didn't touch on uh-huh. the other two. I would say that's probably, I agree with you, that's like the least explained one. But the other two, you know, I feel explained in their shows what their light-based powers yeah, are. So. It makes it, yeah, a little bit that, more I, sense. And I, I agree mean, with you, you know, that's, that, that is the, the most different ones. But now we know that her powers are light-based, kind of like a Superman, yeah. if I'm going to be honest. Yeah, maybe. So, at like, and I, I do kind of appreciate how, like, twice they reinforce that uh, Ca- uh, Captain Rambo got her powers from a, a witch hex. Because yeah. whenever you say that, it's just so ridiculous. But they, 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 they let you know that they know it's ridiculous, yeah. right? They acknowledge it that this is kind of silly. So we're not going to shy away from it, but it actually happened. So. That's yeah. that leads me into the next thing that's slightly rated is is the bangles. Okay. Now these bang these bangles are I don't like these MacGuffins very much. Mm-hmm. I think there could be an interesting connection with them in the Ten Rings uh later on in the series because they're like these uh kind of like quantum things. I don't really know exactly yeah, what the, the, name. the 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 Ten Rings have the most things, but at least we now know what the bands are and, and we yeah. have we have a base point to work with them. And they also like defined. Uh, they defined the hammer as well. Apparently, the hammer is special in some well, way. Well, the universal so weapon. They... So I would say they already established that in Guardians One. Whenever Ronan put the power stone in his universal weapon hammer. But like they never really established that the hammer was like this special defined object. I well, just assumed that you could put that power stone in anything and it would just make it more powerful. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. I would, and that's probably just a pickup from that. So I, that didn't bother me too much about the hammer because they he literally just shoved a power stone, one of the something yeah. more powerful than these bangles in. Uh, yeah, in, in the first. So one. I was really hoping that since we knew that you know we were kind of missing a bangle. Um, did we know we were missing a bangle yes. in Miss Marvel? Because they said so they, they I, needed two, I think, the villains did in that one. Yeah, so I was kind of hoping that um, there would be a little bit more to do when Kamala finally got both of them. I thought, like, she was going to grow super big or do, like, some sort of really big light power thing. Just something mm-hmm. really grandiose. And I was kind of waiting for that. I was like, oh, we have these two bangles. You know, the villain gets them together and she destroys herself. But now once a hero who understands how they work gets them, what's going to happen? And I feel like we didn't quite so get the, the, pay, the, the payoff of it, you know? The bangles don't power Cap, uh, Miss Marvel. I think I think we should just, like, I think we established that. Maybe it was before the show. The bangles that's fine. do not power Miss Marvel. She's a mutant with light-based powers, essentially. If the bangles don't power Miss Marvel, then yep. I'm just going to go ahead and call an audible and say we don't need bangles at all i, I think the only reason she wears it is for her grandma i think because she yeah. said how many times did she say that in the movie her grandma gave it to her yeah. i think that it, i think but, that's the only reason she keeps it is because it's an yeah. heirloom from her grandma 
And it just makes it a little confusing, right? Because even in her own show when she had the bangles, I mean, she puts the bangles on and then she gets powers. I yeah. mean, I, I get it. It's a very comic booky thing to say like, oh, the bangles like Activated ignited. Yeah. It's just like, that's like saying like, oh, well, my, my wife always had diabetes but didn't get it until she got the flu when she was 12 mm. years old, right? It's just like, we don't need like these extra steps for these things to yeah. enlighten. So I just feel like the bangles overall. We just, so at, at the end though, I will say she, she only walked off the ship with one. So I don't think she's going to have both going forward. Yeah. I was looking for that. And I yeah. saw Captain Marvel was wearing the second one. Yeah. Like at kind of like the farmhouse at the end. Yeah. So, yeah. so I, I don't uh, think we're going to have to worry about those uh, yeah. at least for a little bit, but it, it is exciting to know that they explained how the, uh, the, the space portals were made. I, I do that enjoy was, that. That was, that cool. was, that was going to be my fourth thing. And I, I kind of love it and hate it a little yeah. bit. I love it because I am really into the idea of kind of Earth coming into its own in the galaxy, right? They're quickly, like, becoming, like, a destination within the galaxy. So, you know, when a city gets big enough, you got to give them an exit off the freeway, right? So mm. that kind of what it starts to feel like to me. I was like, oh, this is interesting. And they they tried to kind of set up the rules for how these things work. I, I guess it was the the bangles so they're qu- created so, the highway exits yeah, they're quantum you know bands so so here here's here's the part i think everyone is glossing over quantum bands quantum mania quantum these are probably relics from the king war like the original king war that loki talks about like the loki show like mm-hmm. these are probably king items or, or king variant items this the 10 rings and uh my guess there's probably something else that we haven't come across yet that are going to be crucial to defeating people with time and spacings because these are time and space bangles right um so what what i i think this is setting up i would say kind of like an infinity stone for later um that we don't have to worry about for for a little bit so i i think yeah they're they're time and space so you know you use the bangles create the the space portals and you can travel through space kind of thing so yes yeah i i think just like i i would have wished they could have like put some of these other things to the side uh, make the, 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 the narrative a little less complicated. And honestly, I think the highways, the space highways are really interesting. And I would have loved to lean into them a little bit more because they are very integral to the villains plan. Like if, if these didn't exist, the, she couldn't destroy sure. like single planets in a single swoop. So I thought it would have been interesting if like maybe, you know, cause F- we haven't talked about Nick Fury yet in this movie. And, and weirdly enough, he's like almost comedic relief for most I, of it. it this which is the Nick okay, Fury which, I wanted. Like, which, yeah, which is, I'm okay with. It's not yeah. that big of a deal. Like yeah. I am fine with him just like chasing kittens around. That's hilarious to me. Uh, especially since uh, the other one ripped his eye out. I thought he would maybe have been a little bit more apprehensive. He, 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 about never, the whole he, never, situation. he never seemed mad about it in the, in the first movie. Movie yeah. Either, so, but, but I wish, like, I almost wish there was a scene where, like, maybe Fury was not at necessarily like a galactic council somewhere, but uh-huh. it's just like him, like, petitioning for like this, like, uh, quantum jump or something, because it's just all of, all of a sudden there in front of Earth, and they're monitoring it, the, trying the, to make sure it's not weird. They've, they've had they had quantum jumps. They did all that with Infinity in, Infinity War or in game in game whenever. Thanos did the thing on Earth. They've they've been able to travel in and out of Earth for forever. Oh, that was not that yeah. was not clear. Uh, they Guardi- Guardians tu- used it as well, uh, especially in the Christmas the I, holiday I special. I do. I I, re- I remember them existing. Yeah. Yes, I yeah. do remember it, them existing across the universe. Yeah. But Earth was always this isolated little blue marble that didn't even know ex- aliens existed. Yeah. So I was kind of hoping once they got these kind of quantum jumps, there was almost like, oh, you've made it. Now this galactic 
counselor or whatever yeah, the, the, has recognized you you know one of like the bands it, that made the portals was there so I, I would i would expect there to be a portal there yeah i just like yeah. i need a little bit more follow-up on this like now all of a sudden earth can go oh. anywhere in the galaxy from these jumps i just want to know but, like, but they've been able like, to since infinity war so like i don't i don't think we need an explanation again i want seven explanation. seven this years later for what on my desk this is a big i care about this this is this is, this is perfectly all i care fine. about I, I you know honestly i'm surprised that there's not more other species monitoring this right like we only saw the earth um was it the the saver station the, you know mm-hmm. why did we not see other you know, maybe or, a nova a nova core um or more kind of, aliens like on earth like may, yeah. like if if there's a highway exit why aren't we seeing more well, like aliens show you, up you know I, I, secret uh, secret invasion while they do not reference it at all in this uh, you know i think has set uh, aliens on a bad course for earth because of the, the scroll thing what? i don't like oh no no we don't we don't stop at earth yeah they're not kind we, of we, we roll up the windows and lock the doors when we pass earth kind of thing <laughs> uh so I, yeah i would say there's, there's probably not a lot more on earth that that we're not going to get a lot more on earth because of that xenophobia kind of thing mm-hmm. from that. Um, but Nick Fury, you know, despite seeing him in secret invasion, which is not touched on at all in this, which is good because I wouldn't have wanted them to, um, yes. to be completely honest. We, we got the Nick Fury that I know and, and appreciate, right? Not mm-hmm. the one who's like sitting down on trains, yelling at people um, or whatever, going in, into, to what was it? His uh, coffins. So yeah, I, I like this Nick Fury, the, the scene that early on when they first get their powers and they're fighting, the two Cree, like that keep, or the the two Cree that keep porting with everybody, right? Mm-hmm. Keep, I thought that was fun. Where he's like, you know, obviously he shoots them and they're fighting them and those things. I thought it was fun. Um, you know, his. Uh, I thought the the flurkin eggs were something else. Uh, I didn't know what they were early on. I didn't have uh, a, I have see, a clear vibe on the on the flurkin eggs. So I'm actually surprised that you didn't pick up on it uh, right away, only because uh, were all of those like floating kittens. Uh, in that most recent trailer that I didn't watch, Be- yeah, I because knew, well, the first trailer and this is a scene that was cut, has all the flurkins running down steps on the singing planet, so mm. that that scene never made it in here. So I thought the flurkin eggs were gonna come up like like they were gonna be something on that planet, like get the people off of the planet. Oh, interesting. Maybe that is a, a classic uh, like Feige bait and switch. Yeah, you oh. know where we don't know. And it could also be something like in like where do these kittens live? The flurkins live with us. Maybe they they transport the flurkins to that planet to live. Yeah, those when people. those uh when the flurkins ended up uh, back at Earth and they were basically like I don't know running around New York City. I was just like oh, you might want to get those. Like yeah. those, you don't just want those dudes running around. But they are that, gonna scratch up all your furniture. Kittens are, yeah. are not to be trusted. But that was clever. Like it almost kind of felt like when you know we were watching like a, a TV show. Like Nick Fury was the B storyline yeah. of just like you know I like uh I gotta assume that the the, the the eight foot people that he works with are Asgardians. Is that kind of yeah? Someone someone thought that? he was an Asgardian. There are some you know some scrolls, some other aliens probably in there. But yeah, yeah. they they thought it was an Asgardian. Yeah. So I I you know I like all of that. So that was you know that was fun. That was, it and was they, lighthearted. It was and they silly. played the cats um, song from the musical Cats over it while the Flurkins were chasing everybody. Oh, down. is that is that what it was from? Yeah, I I, I, I wasn't familiar. Yeah, with it, but I thought the juxtaposition of the song with what I was yeah. watching was really funny. Absolutely. I, I'm I, again. This is our our, our yearly reminder to re- release the butthole cut of Cats. Please. Thank you. <laughs> You know, um, AI is just going to make it for us, so we yeah. don't have to worry yeah. sooner or later. But, uh, I mean, uh, I thought it was effective, a yeah. fun problem-solving. I always love 
interesting problem solving in movies because that's always the thing that at the very end of the day the writer has to really dive in and get creative right you know we need you know we need them to escape this uh space station how are they going to do it a thousand ways that you could do it and explain it very easily and here are your pieces on the table what what pieces do you have to play with and they were like well the the flirkins had the i guess pocket universes or whatever inside of them to make them bigger i'm like oh let's use that then and they were smart in the beginning of the movie to establish uh, that Goose can ingest people and then spit them back out because yeah. she spits them back out or in, in, um, in the house in Kamala's house. And it makes that yeah. which is just really funny. Like, I mean, you're sucked in by a cat and all of a sudden you're in a house in New Jersey. So all, yeah. I'm just going to start swinging my staff because I'm not where I'm supposed to be. And I this is this yeah. is not yeah. seem and, right. And it kind of showed like, you know, if, if they're not if they can't use their powers because of the switching, like it does make two Cree people. You know, Kree warriors kind of, I wouldn't say like for Captain Marvel, no, but like Captain Rainbow and Miss Marvel, like actual, like kind of hard to take down, right? Like they're like, oh, these yeah. aliens are not, like these are war based aliens. They're, they're not going to be easy to do. So yeah. um, there was so that. This, this so is a very they, refreshing, I mean, this is a very refreshing movie, Mike. Yeah, I needed something you know, I, like to kind of get off my chest. That's what I was just about to say. I feel like sometimes we go into these, uh, at least recently, these Marvel reviews, and we're an hour into the conversation, and I start to dislike the movie more. Like, talking about it just makes me angrier, where this seems to be doing the opposite. Uh-huh. So, I feel like well, that is a success in and of itself. So, let's go and in. We haven't we even talked about the end credit scene here. That's what I was about so, to say. We so haven't even talked about maybe the more well, viral thing. Let's talk about the first one, the, the one's part of the movie. Um, mm-hmm. Which I actually had rumors of, but didn't know. We kind of touched on on the show is um, uh, Kamala starting a, a Young Avengers, if you will, yes. or, the, or, or <laughs> but, whatever. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm twenty. What did she say? She said, I'm twenty three. <laughs> yeah, she's like, I'm really twenty three. Like, yeah, I know. Yeah, I got this tablet in my couch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So again, I'm in Villani, really stealing show. Um, Haley yeah. uh, Steinfeld again as Kate Bishop, fantastic, right? Like two of my mm-hmm. favorite new additions to the MCU, uh, bantering back and forth. He also mentions. Cassie Lang. I don't know if how if that was written well before, maybe Ant Man, <laughs> but um, that doesn't. I would also say there's um, uh, the other people we could also think about uh, is uh, Hulk's son from She Hulk, mm-hmm. and uh, possibly uh, the Scarlet Witch's kids if they bring them into the main universe. Uh, yeah, that's true. Road. And I mean, I'm sure. I mean, I feel like the character of Peter Parker in the MCU, especially after No Way yep. Home, has kind of emotionally aged yep. outside of the Young Avengers, right? You yep. know, maybe when he was uh like in his second movie, he yeah. still could have fit, but he he's he lost his he's been through the ringer. Like he yeah. is an adult now. Like yeah. you've gone through a lot. Yeah, I wouldn't want to put him in there anyway. I, I, I think I think you need yeah. the people with like you know, a little less training than he has. Yeah, you could uh, he, he I mean, you Avengers. could um throw in uh america chavez yeah oh yeah yeah that's right america chavez. yeah that was the other one i was thinking of. i was like i was like there's got um there's got to be somebody else but we never got nova we never got uh, you know what i can think of um but yeah absolutely so there's I, that one i think that's you know that's that's part of the movie that's great that's fun right little little yeah. little tease towards something bigger finally and also it, it sets up an interesting dynamic because i never really considered miss marvel kind of being the the Nick Fury of it. Mm-hmm. And I loved that reveal where she was kind of mimicking yeah. how he kind of, uh, he would be lurking in a chair in the shadows. Yeah. So I, and I, I think it makes sense cause she is the most like nerdy. She would be the one that kind of wants to make her own Avengers because she's the fan girl, you know, the, yeah. 
the the weight and the crown that you have to wear of organizing a group i i could see would make her like have to grow up and mature quickly because there's a lot on the line it's not you know being a hero i could see a storyline where like being a hero is not all fun and sunshine like you think it is and and they kind of set that up a little bit in this one too for Mm -hmm. her so yeah yeah absolutely i I think that's fun i think i think it was a great one but i think let's let's talk about the big one the bigger one this is the one i'd heard and what i and how it was pitched to me was they will bring other universes into this movie. Well, technically, yes, but they didn't bleed into the the movie. So, like, that's what I talked about the other day. Like, this movie sets up something bigger, other universes. Well, guess what? We get the return of Kelsey Grammer himself, Mike, <laughs> as Beast from, well, from not, X-Men 3. Not himself himself. Well, right. More, I more, think more his more voice. Co- <laughs> yeah, it's his voice in his face, you know, obviously scanned for, for this. But, like, it is the, the true Beast from, like, uh, was it the um, – the Joss Whedon run of X Men, right, kind of thing. Like he's bigger, he's furrier. It's not, it's not X three, Kelsey Grammer, or uh, was it uh, Days of Future Past, Kelsey Grammer. Mm-hmm. So, but it it was fun to hear him. He's coming off the back of his Frasier reboot. Like this is mm-hmm. a month for Kelsey Grammer fans. But it was fun to see it. And then also, um, I, and I thought it was a really good piece of acting. When actually it was Tayona Paris uh, seeing uh, her uh, Maria Rainbow there beside her, like when she woke up. Um, what character is she supposed to be so playing? So there's a character called Binary. And Binary uh, was a clone or robot version of Captain Marvel in the comic books who worked with the X-Men. So she has essentially similar powers to um, Captain Marvel. And as you can see, this version had the bangles on as well. Uh, I don't know if you noticed that there at the end when she was... No, I, I didn't know. She, had, she, had, both, she just... had both bangles on because I, I was looking at the outfit. I'm like, ooh, did they get comic... Yeah. Comic now book. I'm go- now I'm googling a, a binary. Binary. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, so Marvel. you're gonna, that's yeah. gonna be a that's gonna be a hot one. Um, but you can kind of see the uh, the the outfit. You know, obviously red, white. It's got the little star in the front. She's got little, kind of flame hair, a little bit. Uh, but she she worked with the the X Men. But like, um, I honestly, you know, I didn't think um, Captain Rainbow was dead uh, at the end of this. Right when she closed the portal. Um, but and I don't think this is the end. We'll see of Tayona Paris. But it's interesting. She went into a yeah, a parallel universe where they mentioned obviously Charles Xavier, they have Beast, and then they they have a uh, the binary yeah. version. As so well. we uh, we are going to get thick, and I mean thick, Chris, into a discussion of multiverses and timelines here in uh, I would say roughly about an hour when uh-huh. we start talking about Loki at the end of the news episode. Yep. Because I really want to dive into it and uh, pull it apart. So, um, well, that's not what they're um, doing, but that's fine. Yeah, so, so it's like, so maybe we, we save a lot yeah, of that conversation uh, for then. But, uh, but yeah, because I have like thousands of questions, right? You know, uh, she was floating in space. How did they save her? You know, was there yeah. a, was there a, a space safe uh, Quinjet or I guess, uh, what do they call it? The X-Jet. Uh, what's the X-Jet? But it has like a different name to it, doesn't it? It's a Blackbird. Blackbird, that's what it was. Like, was the Blackbird up there? Is this supposed to be the Brian Singer X Men? Is this another? It's not. Uh, so I, like, so it's I will like tell you. I have a thousand questions. So I will tell you, this is not the Earth eight three eight, where um, actually Maria Rambo was uh, the actual Captain Marvel from Doctor Strange. Uh, this is also not the. Um, this is not the Fox universe. This is another one, as what they've said as well. So this okay. is like this is another parallel universe, if you will, where obviously we, we've never seen Maria Rambo. We've never seen this version of Beast. Um, mm-hmm. but, um, still, so I, I would say of all the characters you could pull from the X-Men beast was 
a bold choice, but probably a really, really good one to get people talking about this. Yeah. And also, he had to deliver very scientific explanations, which yeah. uh, sounds very smart coming out of his character and Kelsey Grammer's uh, voice. Yeah. And I do like visually how they constructed a tear in the universe, right? When they had to close it together, they used that kind of... Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six site. Was it six sided Hexa- shape? Hexagonal. Yeah, yeah. To kind of close off the rip. I thought that was uh, pretty interesting. Yeah. Uh, the only the only thing that was like a little confusing towards the end, and this is again a lot of different mechanics driving the car of this movie, which makes it kind of hard to follow. When I saw that, when she disintegrated herself with the bangles, right, and a and a hole ripped open in space. The, I did not assume it was another universe. Right. I assumed it was every other portal that we were that the audience was taught throughout the movie. I was like, oh, the, we're looking at like uh, her home planet or something. Oh, yeah. we're looking at another side of the universe, another side of the galaxy. Like, I didn't think it was another yeah. dimension. And then, um, so that meant Cap. I think was it Captain Rambo that delivered that line of just like, oh, she tore, tore a hope in that. Yeah, that's another yeah, dimension because her power set lets her see the other. Energy. Yeah, and I was just yeah. like, oh, like does just is. Did everyone in the MCU just get like a memo? Like you know, once uh once things started happening like crazy in the multiverse, which is like just just adds up everybody. We're having multiversal things happening mm-hmm. kind of in our sector of the galaxy. So if you see a tear in space, don't just assume it's a it's a it's a quantum jump. It yeah. could be another dimension. Yeah, but but they set up obviously Captain Rainbow to know these kinds of things. Uh and and they kind of touched on her stuff a little bit in WandaVision as well. I mean, I know it's like a reality thing but they did touch multiversal stuff in there mm-hmm. so I, I coming from her it, it, was, it was smart but I, the the point of that you know not that i have to explain it to you but like she overloaded the energy with the bands combined with captain marvel's blast is what overloaded the bangles punching a hole through rather than a normal portal which would have been created if captain marvel didn't punch her with all that energy yeah or blast i mean i guess that that does kind of lean into this uh interesting theory that you did lay out of like these kind of quantum weapons if you will or devices could be things left over from kang because we do know kang has that technological prowess and we'll talk a little bit about Mm -hmm. that more in our uh loki season two review yeah and the kang uh uh, poor our king uh, kingdom i guess in ant-man had the same symbols as the Bengals and the the tin rings too a little bit so um i i think i think the tin rings and the Bengals will be our MacGuffins. but you know we we are we're going to be waiting a while before we get anything from from any of this (laughs) yeah so anyway i thought it was again i thought that again my my whole point is is beast is a very unique visually x-men character who's distinctly recognizable as soon as you Mm -hmm. see him uh and to have an actor of of the caliber of kelsey grammer uh, who's off of his new reboot, who did play the character before. I thought that was a really good choice to say, hey, here's X-Men without bringing in Patrick Stewart again to play Charles Xavier or Wolverine. Yeah. So, Yeah, I, I would assume if we see this uh, version of Beast again, um, visually, m- maybe slightly off. You know, I, I basically it, knew it was a CG my, character right away. <laughs> I, I would say uh, the whole movie, visually impressive, right? You mentioned that earlier. I think this is like a last minute thing because I didn't want this to get out. Well, and we and we've known this also historically that these post credit scenes are almost always different yeah. 
crews, units, I believe totally different directors. I don't think the director of any of the films handle any of the post-credit scenes in any way. It's like a totally different team and department, yes. which is not necessarily a bad thing, but that means, you know, there are going to be incongruencies yeah. with like it, budget and yeah, timing it, and secrecy and everything like yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. You're like, they are probably, I mean, my guess is probably, I only heard about this like two weeks ago. Um, and I, I would say they probably started maybe filming it three weeks ago. Right. Or, mm-hmm. or did it. So I, I, Maybe maybe when the home version comes out, we'll see a better version. But I'd also compare it to Eternals, right? When we had Pip the Troll, voiced by Patton mm-hmm. Oswalt, very very low res uh, post credit scene because they probably didn't film it or do anything until the end of that. So mm-hmm. um, that, to me, it doesn't take away from the movie. But I thought it was yeah. I thought it was really cool. I thought it was a really really yeah. fun character to bring in. But I do have to say, just overall, I am pretty surprised. That we're here, you know, recommending the Marvels overall. We had a good time, mm-hmm. especially just kind of coming off of the other properties that this has kind of touched. You know, I wasn't too jazzed about the first Captain Marvel movie. Um, I was, I was overall positive about Miss Marvel's show. I definitely loved the character more than than I would say the show overall. So it was a mixed bag going into it, but. I feel like it worked out really, really well, especially since the Marvel hype machine wasn't really getting me too excited. But yeah, this is a easy, easy recommend for me. Yeah. And um, I, weirdly enough, I'd like to see more of this, more of this crew, yeah. this dynamic. You know? Yeah, I, I think um, obviously, I, I don't think bad reviews are going to get this. It's, it's, it's a positive. It's not rotten on Rotten Tomatoes, right? Um, I think the the in uh, user score is like eighty five percent. I don't think it's bad word of mouth, but um, I don't know if it's the marketing. I don't know if it's the, the the economy. I don't know what how many factors are driving the numbers down. But I don't think this will get the money it needs. But I, I agree. If you get a chance to watch it, even if it's on Disney Plus in a few months, it, it's it's well worth the watch. This is not a this is not something I would say you have to watch, even though maybe. But like it was really fun. And I think uh, easy recommend. I think for anybody mm-hmm. who wants to wants to see it. So, anything else, Mike? Before we we get out of here? No, I think it's time that we uh, we go dive re- into our our news. We're gonna go dive into another multiverse. So uh, <laughs> we'll do that. But um, yeah. So people want to know what you're up to, what you're doing, where they can find you, at, buddy. Yeah, they can find my web comics at liferewardsrisk.com. Uh, Chris, if people want to find you. Where are you? You can find me on Instagram, Valdan87, V-A-L-D-A-N, or a video game systems of the same name. Uh, if people know more about a show, listen to our regularly uh, weekly news episodes or maybe our upcoming review of Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. Where can I find all of them goodies at? Oh, all you got to do is head on over to SuperHeroSlate.com. Take the next exit on your galactic superhighway because our website has no pop-ups. No annoying ads. You don't have to worry about anything getting in your way from checking out our awesome upcoming release calendar. We got a lot of date shifting. We're going to talk about that in the in our news episode here shortly. So that calendar is extremely helpful for all of that. And you can find us on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever else you love listening to fine podcasts like our own. We love hearing from you, and we love our super fans. So if you want to be a super fan of this show, very easy to do. All you got to do is share the show with a friend. Share the show with a buddy, and we will be here every week, folks. That's right. We'll see you next week. Bye.